We're live. Well, we're actually recording, so we're not really live, but we're live while we record. And it's been a while. It has. It's been All a my while. fault. No. All my fault. No, not no. true. Not true. Some of it. Yeah. <laughs> 99% of it. Yeah, but no, there was 1% where all, you were okay you know. with me canceling. Yeah, so, yes. You know. yeah, life happens, as it does. they say. Life happens, and we have to live it. That's right. So. That's right. But we are back. Real talk with Chuck and Pam. Um, got some cool movies to talk about and some other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are, are finally happening on the movie front that uh, I'm going to say are positive. Good, good. I'm feeling much more positive about things. You know, I have that hour and a half drive down to Champaign, which is where we're recording at WCIA right now. And I generally don't like to listen to the news, but there's actually like some positive things in the news. I feel like there might be a light at the end of the tunnel. And we see some of this by the fact that we have some movie theaters that are opening back up again. Our very own classic cinemas in the Kankakee area as well Mm -hmm. as Downers Grove and some of the Chicago suburbs, those are opening up in, I think, April, first or second week of April, which is really heartening. It's really, especially for uh, a smaller chain like that. I know it's a, I don't want to call it a mom and pop type thing, but it's but it not is. AMC. Right. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a local thing. They've got a handful of theaters. I know they do a great job. They do. Uh, the Phoenix Corporation, which took over the Savoy here in town, uh, they're doing a wonderful work too. They're smaller as well. So, you know, even though we read about AMC and Regal Cinemas being in trouble, and they are, these smaller ones, you know, they need a boost as well. Right. And it's good to see that maybe we're going to start to get some movies that are going to get people back uh, out in the theaters. I have to ask you a question, and I might be um, maybe a little off base in saying this maybe a week or two or maybe a month ahead. Mm-hmm. Is there a Marvel or DC movie that's going to be coming out soon that you know of? Black Widow. That's what I thought. Still okay. is still scheduled for May. Okay. I'm waiting for that to move. I think there might be a press screening of it in L.A. next Tuesday. That would be a good sign if there That's what is. I thought, yeah. Uh, but right now, I mean, they, they have not budged yet from that May date, and that would be about a year right. from when it was originally supposed to be, you know. And that, you know. And that's the other thing with the theaters that have been open. There really hasn't been a movie there to draw people in, to really be a good test of who's comfortable to go out. That one, if they hold with that date. But also before that, I think King Kong Godzilla. Right. That's a big budget film. That has great interest. It's one that you need to see on a big screen. Don't you think? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I think we're about two, three weeks out from that. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what that does at the box office. I was really surprised about Raya and the Last Dragon Mm -hmm. as far as that box office was concerned. Uh, It was a little softer. Okay. than they thought it would be. I mean, a Disney film, an animated film, family mm-hmm. film. Of, of course, it does gangbusters. Right. Uh, but it disappointed here during that first weekend. Did it really? I haven't taken a look at that. <clears throat> it was about $8 million, oh. which in, in the grand scheme of things now is a disappointment because Tom and Jerry, the week before, opened up at $12 million. Did it really? Yes. And they, so they, using that as a benchmark, they thought that, oh, well, the Disney film. Right. But what, the, what Disney's not doing is, is that you had the option to watch that at home if you had Disney Plus. Right. And you paid an extra 30 bucks. Right. And Disney's not releasing any numbers about that as far as how many people did that. Okay. So it's going to be interesting in the future how they're going to gauge success when you have this, these movies opening in theaters and at home at the same time. Right, you know? right. And in cataloging how many 
eyeballs saw it is going to be impossible, really, because I know if I had kids watching a and Disney you've had movie, to pay 38 bucks. I'm, I'm having a few other kids you over, you know, you this is going to be entertainment time for mom, too, as in I'm doing something else and they're going to watch oh, the sure. movie. Completely. Um, so there could be like six sets of eyeballs on there, but Disney would never know that. Right, right. So. But, you know, I'm sure they're using that uh, that to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, well, you know, if you took two or three kids to the movies, what would the ticket be? And right. How much would it really cost? And really, 30 bucks is a deal. Oh, 30 bucks is like you're getting off scot-free. Completely. You so, know, make you your know, own popcorn, buy some dollar you're, movie You're in candy. your jammies, you're relaxing, Aww. the kids, yeah. That sounds heavenly. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and they're counting on that <laughs> you know sounding like heavenly. like jammies. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the whole paradigm has shifted as far as success of a film anymore. It's going to be interesting to see where where we go from there. Well, talking about successful films, we have two biggies to review this week. One smaller movie that I just want to mention a little bit. You can take a look at all of our reviews on realtalkwithchuckandpam.com. What do you want to start with? Well, I mentioned Raya in The Last Dragon. Why don't we start with that one? And and I like that one better than you, so I think I'll take it. You go for it. yeah, you know, there's nothing new about this film, and I know uh, a lot of people have mentioned that, but I didn't mind. I, for some odd reason, I didn't mind. Maybe I was starved for a big movie like this. Uh, I'm not sure, but I mean, this is a standard Disney movie. A young woman, uh, you know, she has to go out and prove herself, has to take the journey. She's spunky. She's, She's cute. spunky. She's, no, I don't think we can use the word cute anymore, can we? I don't know either. I'm, I wouldn't I, take offense if somebody called me cute. God, no, I'm 56 I, years old. Somebody I, thinks I'm cute. That's like something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you and I. We're, okay, we're, right, not, we're not right. insane, you know. <laughs> we, we, ha- we, we don't have a thin skin. Uh, but, you know, Rhea is, is, you know, the latest in the line of the plucky Disney heroines. And she's got to go out and reconstitute this magic globe. It's been broken up into five pieces. Uh, it's spread out through through the land. Five different tribes have a piece. We need this to get together in order to fight the Droon, this plague that turns you to stone if it gets you. That terrified me. That was pretty creepy. It was incredibly creepy. It's like this elastic electric black cloud thing that moves real quick Mist. yeah and it just comes over you and then you're turned to stone it was really uh, it was, it was like, kind wow. of medusa like it was very you know? yeah yeah and i didn't like it <laughs> i did not like it <laughs> uh and along the way uh has this last dragon uh that we talk about uh sisu i believe her name mm-hmm. is uh and she guides the little girl of course i should say the young woman you know along the way uh, of course, we have the hijinks, we have the cute sidekicks kicks along the way that we get. Like I say, there's nothing new here. But this film is gorgeous. I mean, and it seems, I don't want to say trite, but we say that a lot that about animated word, yeah, films. Yeah, that was the word that came to mind, actually. But man, it really is. I mean, the, the movement of this movie, the colors of this movie, they make water look real. Yeah. I don't know how they do that. I yeah. mean, but it's, it, it just, it, didn't, it almost had a tactile feel to it to me. Uh, and I was just really taken by the film. I don't know, like I say, maybe it just hit me in the right mood. There's a there's an image in this movie that haunts me, uh, and and there's a lot of timely stuff going on. It's about tribalism. It's about what happens when you don't come together with a common cause, and it's about trust. Right. Uh, so yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I, and you know, it's interesting. I after you gave it four stars, which I was shocked because he has Aquafina in it as Sisu, which you. Don't tend to like her. She is the flaw of the film. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> but but I was able to overlook that because everything else was so great. Okay. You know, really, the dragon doesn't have a big part. 
No, it's the comic relief. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. Um, and actually, it is the tale that kind of brings it all together, of too. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I enjoyed it, and it is. And I think our reviews, the way that we wrote them, were very similar, actually. Mm-hmm. And I said the same thing. It's, it's formulaic. It's typical Disney. There's no surprises there. But it is a surprise in how relevant it is to today. Oh, God, yes. And who the messengers are. Because we don't usually see people like this as being the messengers of being able to bring people together. So I love that it was female. I love that it was Asian. I loved that it took into cultural, it took into consideration cultural things and, and um, folklore that was yeah. beautifully displayed and portrayed. And the relationship between her and her dad. Oh, is quite touching. It really was. Especially was at the there? end. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, you got me. Um, so, yeah, I gave it three or three and a half stars, and you gave it four. Mm-hmm. So check it out on Disney Plus if Disney you Plus it. or go to the theaters. I note here they're showing it on the IMAX Oh, they stream. are. Uh, and that would be they're alternating showings on the IMAX stream between Raya and the next movie we're going to talk about. All right, awesome. And the next movie we're going to talk about is Chaos Walking. Mm-hmm. Okay, good deal. Um, I guess I didn't read my own email very well, did I? That's I can um, remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chaos Walking is chaotic. It is a chaotic film, especially in the very beginning. We meet this young boy, adolescent-ish, played by Tom Holland, um, and uh, he's walking along. We're not quite sure where he is or why he is, and we can hear every single thought in his head. We hear it aloud. In fact, we, we see colors that represent mm-hmm. those thoughts as well. So he comes into to contact with this guy riding a horse, and it's David Oyelo who plays the preacher, and he's not a nice guy, and he can read this young boy's thoughts as well. We know right away that Todd is kind of a low man on the totem pole because he basically gets beaten up for his thoughts. Um, we've later learned that we are not on Earth. It looks like Earth. It looks a lot like Earth. It feels a lot like Earth, but it is not. Um, This new world, this new planet has been settled by a group of people. Strangely, they're all men, and they are led by Mayor Prentice, played by Mads Mikkelsen. Ooh, what an evil character he is. Again, like you were talking about with Rhea, timely. How mm. how when you break apart from others and don't work for a common goal, the horrors that can unfold because of that. And this is what we're witnessing with Mads Mikkelsen's character of Mayor Prentice um, leading this group. Well, there's a crash landing of some spaceship with four people. There's one sole survivor, and it happens to be Violet, played by Daisy Ridley. And she is the sole survivor. Well, they haven't seen a female in a long, long, mm-hmm. long, long time. And imagine an adolescent boy, Tom Holland's character, seeing Violet for the first time. Um, there is a little bit of humor in this, but she is scared to pieces for good reason. She can hear everything that they are thinking. Um, it becomes a, a chase. She's running for her life. Um, Todd and his his uncle and his father want to help her, and they try to escape to another settlement, unbeknownst to them that there are more than one settlements here. Um, man, talk about following somebody who has a lot of lies and buying into their, their lies and their deceit, and that's what um, Mayor Prentice has done to mm-hmm. all of the people within this small community. Um, it becomes a, a search for communication to the mothership so that Violet can save them from um, an onslaught of, of death, basically, warn them not to come. Um, 
this is a an intriguing film, and in, as I said in the very beginning, it's very confusing because we can hear everything that they're thinking, and I think that the the filmmaker made everything the same decibel level. So thoughts yeah. and yeah. voices are all the same level in the first scene. It's which a muddle. It, it is like, wait, what did they just say? Yeah. How, what am I supposed yeah. to decipher in this? And what's important and what's not? The levels do taper off a little bit. So we hear that speech is maybe a little bit more important. Sometimes thoughts are a little bit more important. Mm -hmm. And then we mm -hmm. have to use our heads to be able to decipher what truly which is, is what? meant. Yeah. Um, and sometimes what is said is not always what is meant. Um, so this is, this is a, an interesting and kind of a, a metacognitive film because you're thinking about how you're thinking. I loved the interaction between the two characters. We got Violet and Todd. Mm -hmm. um, sweet, charming in this chaotic world. Um, yet it all comes down to the importance of trust, seeing how mm -hmm. people are different from one another and being okay with that. And that's where Cynthia Rebo's character comes in as she is the leader of another community that's settled. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, if Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland wanted to make a couple more movies together, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Their, their chemistry is really, really good. Uh, I'm wondering if you see this film in a the theater because these theaters have all these different speakers. Right. If the mix of the sound is such that they separate things a little bit more. Because you and I watched it, you know, at our, at our separate homes. Right. You know, and the stereo system you have there isn't the same as the theater. I got a pretty darn good one. I have Dolby Digital Surround. So okay. it does go like that, and I'm making a circle with right. my hand. But I didn't notice. There was no it, distinction. It felt like it was all the same to me. Because it is distracting. Man, it, it takes a while to get used to. Did you go and see it at the theater? I have not yet. That's yeah, what okay, I mean. I okay. wonder if Okay, I know if you had talked about that. that. If it is. Well, I've got some time next week. I may go. Uh, I like the film. Um, I like the urgency of it. Uh, boy, what a dark twist. Incredibly dark twist uh, when we find out what happened. Yeah. As far as why there are no women around. Uh, and um, animal lovers beware. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. That's not good either. No, I don't uh, know why they had to have that. Well, it shows you just what a bad guy that is. And remember, when you see a guy that bad, you know there's going to be a gruesome end for him. Well, and when yeah, and whenever there is a dog, you know the dog is going to die. The dog is going to die, people. So just get that in your head <sighs> so that you can look away. I had to look away and turn the volume down I shouldn't to have told zero. You, you know, yeah, I, you I, were like ten minutes ahead of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I gave you a heads up, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> well, I knew it. I knew the dog was going to die. So there's a spoiler alert there. So but don't sorry. let that dissuade you. This is some <laughs> solid science fiction. It really is. It really is. I well, it was well done. Mm -hmm. And this Holland kid, you know, it seems as though he's doing everything he can. Uh, to let us know he can do more than Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. uh, earlier this year, I guess maybe it was later last year, I don't know anything anymore, uh, there was when that was film it? on Netflix. It was 2020. Evil all the, or, uh, De the Devil All the Time. The Devil All the Time. That was different. This is a bit different. And then there's a new movie coming out called Cherry, and that is so different. He plays this uh, kid who, a lot of dead ends in this kid's life. Um, he's going to college. But we never get a sense of family where he's concerned. He seems to be almost by himself uh, as he's going to college. And um, he, he makes an interesting comment. He says he thinks life was wasted on him. And I can't That's help disturbing. but think that he must be suffering from some sort of depression. Something. Uh, but Cherry meets this, this young lady uh, in the film played by uh, Sierra Bravo. What a great name. 
this actress has, and she's Emily. And if you grew up watching Big Time Rush on Nickelodeon, as I was forced to, uh, you'll recognize Miss Bravo. Uh, she has issues of her own, uh, and they, they form a kind of a dysfunctional relationship. You think? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, she's going to dump him because he's getting too close. He gets upset, joins the army. They reunite, and he realizes that maybe this whole joining the army thing to get over a broken heart is not a good idea. Goes off to the first Iraqi war, second Iraqi war, I'm sorry, and has a horrific experience. Uh, comes back, has to deal with PTSD, doesn't get the help he needs, ends up getting uh, involved in drugs, a habit, they both have it, he ends up robbing banks. This is not a story that is all that original either. I mean, that's true. I mean, there's no question about it. But I thought it was exceptionally well done. I mean, uh, the Russo brothers, the guy who did the, the guys who did the Avengers films, uh, they're the ones directing this. They? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. They're yeah. from Cleveland. Don't be a, yeah. 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 You know who else is from Cleveland? Who? The guys who created Superman. Wow. Jerry Siegel and Joe You know what's happening in Cleveland? What? Nothing. That's why they had to come up with these imaginative things. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It sparks your imagination. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, Sorry. I know I have friends out there in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have none. Um, I like the movie. I know a lot of people have been knocking in. I Haven't think it's, they though? I think it's <laughs> under 40% on, char on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and they do cite it as being familiar. But to me, that didn't rob the movie of its power. Uh, it's still a story that needs to be told. Uh, we still don't take care of people who uh, serve in the military uh, when they come back. Uh, and this also talked about um, young men who have a lot of dead ends. Mm -hmm. I mean, this kid just really, he, he didn't have a lot of options. Uh, so it's no wonder that he ends up falling down this, this awful rabbit hole that he does. Ending was a little hokey. Yeah. I'll give you that. But, you know, and the, the kid's great. I mean, this Holland kid, I, I, he's got a big future ahead of Doesn't him. Doesn't he, And I'm going to be anxious to see once, uh, once he gets rid of Spider-Man completely what happens. You know, it's interesting. Um, this is based on a book, by the way. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that Tom Holland has taken these two very serious, very different anti-Peter -Par Parker kinds mm -hmm. of roles, Devil All the Time in this one. And both of these movies, to me, would have been better served as a limited series. Um, Devil All the Time. I can see that. Oh my gosh, you could have delved into so many different There's topics a lot going and on side there. stories mm -hmm. there. Yet I still really loved the movie, but I wanted more. Mm -hmm. With this one, I felt the same way, but I felt a little bit more gypped with not getting all the information about all the different They're side taking, stories. They rushed through things. They did. Mm -hmm. They did. But they and then they they seemed to stutter and stall more on like with the going to the Iraqi war and taking us into those war scenes. I think that would have been better served with flashbacks as opposed to having us being there Just for that entire time. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So I had some issues with the storytelling technique with that. I liked it, but I just think it would have been better if we would have been able to get to know these characters, get to know more about their backgrounds. Who their parents are because you're right we don't know anything about the family yeah. situation at all and, yeah. and and a lot of times i think that explains why people go down these different paths yeah, you are the way you are so, because right. of yeah so i would like to have known that more so to me it just had too many loose ends and focused too much on some things that maybe would have been better served just as flashbacks well if you have apple tv you can check out cherry starting tomorrow on the 12th uh, yeah, give it a shot. Let us know what you want. You're going to know 10 minutes in whether you're going to want to watch the rest of this movie or not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, and that takes us to The Father, a movie that I have been so excited about since mm -hmm. 
Over a year ago, Chuck. I saw that. Yeah, the, you saw it a while ago. I yeah. saw that the first time at the 2020 um, Sundance Film Festival before COVID hit, before we knew it hit, mm-hmm. one or the other. Um, and this is a, a film by Florian Zeller, and he is a playwright. And this was based on the play that he wrote. And it was 2012 a, okay. in France. Oh. That's where it premiered. Okay, but it's been on Broadway, right? It's been on Broadway. It came over in 2016. Frank Langella. Wouldn't you love to have seen I that? I would have. Uh, and he won the Tony for that. I bet he did. Yeah. And I'm sure deservedly so. Mm-hmm. This is an extraordinary script. It stars Anthony Hopkins. Um, and I would like to see Frank Langella. I'd like to compare the two performances because Anthony Hopkins makes this role his. In fact, Florian Zeller said that he wrote the screenplay and he named the character Anthony because he really wanted Anthony mm-hmm. Hopkins to play the role. And he just kept his fingers crossed that he would do so. We'll get back to Langella in a minute, won't you? Okay, all yeah. right. So um, we meet we meet Anthony, um, listening to music, sitting in his flat in England um, and listening to music. And his uh, he's living with his daughter. And his daughter is trying to care for her him the best that she possibly can. We learn that he's got dementia. We meet his new caregiver. They call them a carer, mm-hmm. um, played by Imogene Poots. Um, Anne is interviewing because, unfortunately, Anthony is pretty harsh on his caregivers, um, and they leave one by one by one by one, right straight out the door. We find that we are walking in Anthony's shoes. We, we see these subtle changes in the environment. We even see a disorientation to time and to people. One moment, his daughter is being played by Olivia Coleman. The next moment, we're not quite sure who this woman is that's in the apartment. We are as confused as he is. We are able to experience dementia, which is, mm. <laughs> it's an extraordinary it's, feat yeah, to be able yeah. to do that. We see the world like Anthony does. Um, we feel what he's feeling. We feel the confusion that he, he's experiencing. Never, ever before have I been in the shoes of someone experiencing something like this, with the exception of Sound of Metal, which we did get a glimpse of that, but we didn't experience the entire film through that character's eyes. With um, the father, we experienced the entire film seen from Anthony's eyes in his mind as the synapses are firing wonderfully one minute, and then the next minute all those wires are crossed and we aren't sure where we are. But what's interesting, and, and you refer to this, is yes, we're seeing it through his eyes, but we don't realize that. No, not, not initially. Which then, once you realize what's going on, <laughs> even wow. adds more to the confusion. Yeah, yeah. It's it. Um, Anthony Hopkins, you know, just when you think he can't get any better, mm. he does. Um, you see this twinkle in his eye and that vibrancy, and then you see this scared child behind mm-hmm. those eyes mm-hmm. and the fear of confusion. Can you imagine, and now we can thanks to this movie, how it would feel to be in that situation. And and the other moments he has, he'll, he get, he'll get a vacant look on his face as well. Right. Which I found just, you know, incredibly. The whole film is oh. devastating. It oh. is just, I mean, this makes, you know, Still Alice with, uh, you know, Julianne Moore seem like a comedy. I mean, I as that. far as, well, <laughs> but as far as, like you say, we are in this guy's shoes. Yeah. And it's as close as we're going to get. Hopefully. To experiencing that, hopefully. <laughs> well, I wouldn't remember it anyway if I... <laughs> this is very true. Yeah, no, no. And I know you've had some personal experience with this, and I'm sure... And you know, who, if, if you're saying that this 
had that effect on you, then they must have gotten it right. Absolutely. And, and I used to be a speech-language pathologist. I worked in nursing homes with patients who had dementia, all types of dementia. Dementia is like this umbrella term. Yeah. Um, and I will never, because of what I did for a living, I will never say to my, or I never did say to my mother or to my father-in-law, who both had Alzheimer's, remember, Dad? Remember, Mom? Mm-hmm. Remember? And that is something that Anne says to Anthony continuously yeah. in this. And that is like one of the worst things to possibly do because, no, he doesn't remember. And you know how hard that is for him to understand that he doesn't remember? It is these islands of comprehension. He knows that something is wrong, but he can't do anything about it. You have to live in his reality, mm-hmm. not the other way around, because his reality is the only reality that he understands. And those bouts of, of quick anger. Oh. that emerge. I know those are typical as well. Right. Fueled by that frustration. Oh, I'm fueled sure. Fueled by that, no, I can't remember. Right. And, and, and they do sometimes become people that you don't recognize. And we see um, Anne and Anthony's relationship was a volatile one from the very beginning when they were right. little. Right. And some other things happened in that family that come out later on in the film. Um, and that definitely adds, like you said, fuel to the fire. And, and then there's another degree of menace here as well. Uh, we there's a guy Rufus Sewell, uh, who is Anne's husband, uh, husband Maybe. boyfriend, yeah, man. But he, <laughs> the way he approaches and treats Anthony, also speaks to another concern, right? Uh, and adds just another degree, like I say, of menace, of tension to the film that. Uh, that, that really, the movie's just devastating. It's just But it's beautiful. It's and beautiful. It, and it, it is entertaining because we are able to walk in this man's shoes. And so many people, I mean, do you know of anybody who has had uh, any kind of dementia? No. No. Wow. Okay, so you are one in a million. Well, my parents died very early. Right, but I mean, you know, <laughs> grandparents or your... All right, so we don't need to worry about no, Alzheimer's. Yeah, no. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, though, is most people either are touched directly or indirectly by this devastating cognitive disorder disease. Um, And I think what it's going to do is elicit compassion and understanding Mm -hmm. and maybe decrease the frustration that we have when dad doesn't remember what happened yesterday. Um, You know, an interesting little story, a little little side story here. When my mom uh, was in the nursing home and I would go and visit her every single day and and we'd chat about things and and knowing, I felt like I really had one shoe up on everybody else or one leg up on everybody else um, because I knew a little bit about this disorder and I would never try and have her exist in my reality. I learned so many cool stories about when she was a little girl mm-hmm. that I never knew before because that's where she was living. She in and her the head, filter in was her gone, head, sure. Yeah, and yeah. oh yeah, that filter was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my grandmother had it too, and man, her filter really needed to be on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was kind of an interesting thing to be able to say. I can take some positives out of this, and I can learn about her relationship with her mother, who I never knew. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, it's it, see the father. It's playing in theaters. It'll be a yeah, VOD. I'm, March 26th or 29th also. And I'm glad to see that it is in theaters. I am uh, too. Oscar nominations are announced Monday. His Ooh. name will be there. I and, hope so. It uh, better there's be. There's no question. I there's hope Florian no Zeller question. is too. I mean, first time feature film writer and director. Yeah, first but, time. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, a lot of experience on stage as sure. well. Uh, but, yeah, Oscar nominations on Monday. Always a few surprises. Uh, you and I still can't get over this whole Carrie Mulligan thing. I know. Uh, being overlooked by the British... Uh, Academy of Film and Theater Arts. Uh, she's British. <laughs> <laughs> how how she did not get nominated for Promising Young Woman, I 
We'll never know. You know, we, we talked a little bit about that with Clemency being nominated, and to mm-hmm. me that is a last-year sure. film, not mm-hmm. a this-year film. Of course, the timeline's a little off with everything. So is there any possibility Promising Young Woman could be there next year? No, because it, it was nominated for... Uh, Best screenplay. Oh, it was. Okay. Bet, yeah, no, it got some nominations. Okay. But not Carrie somehow Mulligan. Or another, she, and again, I told you when we were talking about this, I'd love to see the vote totals. Yeah. What happened there? Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure that there'll be a couple of things like that uh, with the Oscar nominations on Monday. And hopefully, you know, we can cover that next week. Um, any surprises from the Critics' Choice, our organization, the Critics' Choice? Uh, Surprises? No, not really. They were lockstep with everyone else, uh, just as, you know, you and I feared they would be. Uh, We're not going to, you know, I I guess the most pleasant surprise was uh, on the TV side with Ted Lasso taking three awards. I love that. Oh, and speaking of, share with our our listeners about that. And we're going to add in a few. Well, go ahead. Just say it. Yeah, I I got to interview uh, Phil Dunstan and Brett Goldstein. Uh, They play the two lead soccer players. on, on the show. If you haven't seen it, I can't recommend it enough. Pam loves it, too. Wait, wait. What uh, else did Pam do? What else did Pam do? What else did Pam do? Pam turned you on to the show. Pam uh, told you about the show. Oh, I absolutely did. We oh, were going to watch it anyway. Oh, my goodness. Because it's a soccer thing, and you know who I live with. We were going to watch it. Yes, you said it was good. It was great. I'll give you a, I mo- loved give it. You a modicum of, of, of credit. For oh, oh, thank okay. you, thank you. As I as I bow yeah. down to your feet, oh kind sir. Look, <laughs> Apple TV is like I think six bucks a month. Worth and, it. Worth it. Just for that. Yeah, just give them six bucks for a month. Watch these episodes. Cancel then if you need to. No, they but do, no, then you got to hang on to it because season two is going to come out. Give sometime. them another six bucks <laughs> when that happens. But also, I mean, Apple's got some good stuff. There. They do. They, they have some really good series. This is by far the best thing, simply because it's so deceptive. It's it not is. just a comedy. No. It, it is what we needed right now. It reminds you that just a simple act of kindness right. is all it takes. Right. And it's, it doesn't cost anything. It's so positive. Kind. It's so it's, uplifting. And it's not hokey. It's not stupid positive. You're not rolling your eyes. Never. Uh, it's just so damn sincere. And, and I loved it. Yeah, and let's I know you let's. Love it too. I did too. Let's listen. You have another interview, but we're going to listen to a clip from Brett and Phil and that interview that you had that aired on WCIA. The thing I'm proud of is the kind of slow plotting of each character, and particularly, you know, one of the romantic storylines in it. Without spoiling it, the way that happens, and it happens quite slowly, and I hope fairly subtly as it goes. And, um, so I think that's it. It's it's kind of about the timing of the changes that happen to people. Is it's about sort of pacing them out and making them feel earned and putting in enough moments in the build up to them. Do you know what I mean? That's no, yeah, that's exactly what I love. You you say the word earned, earned, yeah. and I think you know a TV show allows you to do that. Uh, I'm assuming both you guys were in tip top shape and you could hit the pitch and uh, you were out there playing ball with the uh, with the pros, right? Hey, listen, listen. Exactly. In terms of tip-top shape, we've all seen <laughs> we've all seen those screen grabs online of Brett. I mean, come on. Uh, and just just for the people who wonder about the magic of TV and stuff, I'm not a hairy man. Every 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 hair is sewn on before he's done. <laughs> then you had another interview. Yeah, I was lucky enough to interview Hannah Waddingham and uh, Juno Temple, uh, who also have key roles in the part in, in the in the show and. Uh, 
We'll talk about that next time, and we'll air that in a couple weeks. Uh, and I'm hoping that we'll air those again once season two comes out, just to raise awareness whenever that's going to be. Right. Don't miss it. Get Apple TV+. Plus. Yep. No doubt. There you go. Oscar nominations and other stuff next week. We will talk to you then. Thanks for listening.